MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head on over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. The NFL kicks off this week and get ready for the season with 32 NFL team previews from the Sports Gambling Podcast. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NFL previews today. And speaking of football, the free roll fantasy contest is back and better than ever. $5,000 is up for grabs in our NFL contest and $1,500 in our brand new college football contest. Sign up exclusively in our Discord at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Howdy ho, Degenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Episode 201, we're rolling on through the 200s now. Hit, Going to hit 300 before you know it. Uh, thanks for coming to the show. Let's dedicate episode 201 to our favorite uh, sharp out there, Yanni the Greek. Uh, <laughs> us with endless uh, endless entertainment, we'll call it, on Tuesday night. So this goes out to the sharpest guy out there, Yanni. As he... Um, as he sent a tweet out uh, last night, it's like stealing when you hit minus five. <laughs> when the only only bet you that comes through for you is a minus five sixty one out of six bets you make, so it's like stealing. Exactly. Um, thank you for coming to the show. We will not steal from you. We will give you nothing but winning picks. We will not claim otherwise. When we well, Mike Ho sometimes tries to spin things when he's makes crappy picks into making you think he made good picks, but. Um, I, I call him on that on that, so you don't have to worry about that. Uh, you know, you just need someone uh, to call him on his things, I think, and then everything will be okay. Um, we're gonna bring you winning picks. My that co-host of mine brought you winning picks last night. We'll we'll talk briefly about uh, uh, Gumby and his and his uh, Tuesday night miracles once again coming through and and winning buttloads of money for people. Uh, but the rest of the episode will be devoted to the prelim portion of this week's stellar stacked UFC 279 pay per view. Um, if you haven't ordered it already, make sure you order it because it's it's an amazing fight card. My co-host will let you know all about it because uh, he thinks it's an amazing, amazing show. Um, oh, I haven't introduced myself yet. I am uh, the pleasure man, Jeff Fox. Thank you for coming to the show. I, I will be the one making all the chalky picks. Well, a couple. I, I have a couple non-chalky picks, uh, at least on the prelims. Um, and my co-host, he, he will be the one making the um, – you'll make at least a couple more than a couple, a handful of stabs at crazy dogs. They won't come through. And um, I'm warning you in advance. His crazy dogs will come through, and uh, every pick that he tags along with me on will come through. So they're the ones that they're the ones that you're gonna want to uh, put all your hard-earned money on. So let's bring him in now. He's the Gumby God, at least on Tuesdays. Daniel Vreeland. Hello. Okay, so a couple of questions. Uh, <laughs> yes. Are are the ones that I tag along with you on, or that you just tag along with me on the ones you think I'm right about? Uh, I never think you're right necessarily. So. <laughs> How's that well, for an answer? That that's a good way to think about it. And we should just touch base about the contender series briefly because we typically yes. don't on yeah. uh Sundays. I, I do have to say, and, and I think we we beat that dead horse uh pretty well in the Discord. Just how disappointing Jimmy Lawson was in that that fight. Oh my God, dude! It's it you're was lucky like, that wasn't an official pick for you. Yeah, I, I mean, like, one, it's not going on your official record, but well, yeah, an yeah, anonymous person, anonymous person told me, told me in Discord that that, that may be your biggest miss yet. I, I don't know. I don't know about that, but I'm not going to name who, who, who told me that. But someone someone claims that's your biggest whiff yet. But I, but I'll say this, though. I, I don't think I, I don't think the read is bad at the end of the day. Like if, if you look at what you had in front of you everything pointed to like he should win that fight right like in in it being yeah, of a, course yeah you got you got a uh all-american wrestler from one of the greatest programs in in college wrestling in penn state since then he's shown he can wrestle in mma he's found a way to to make it work he's also shown that he's got quick hands and knockout power the guy he was preparing for was going to be able to push him in wrestling a little bit so he already was preparing for that now he gets a downgraded size of an opponent taking the fight on short notice who can box less well. Like, it seems like a no-brainer at negative 200 
to be like, of course, Jimmy Lawson out here, got to stuff some takedowns, knock somebody's head off. And just like the worst wrestling I've ever seen out of somebody with his credentials. I, I don't know if it was, I, I mean, I think some of it was, first of all, that Carl Williams is, does have good wrestling, maybe better than anybody gave him credit for, myself included. But also I think maybe just like, he he didn't have any forward pressure. He looked gun shy in there. And when you're backpedaling, it's really hard to stuff a takedown and it's really hard to get your own takedown. So there's a possibility that like that really thwarted him. Like he had a mental lapse, but my goodness, like who, who could ever envision a dude going from being, I mean, like the, the video package they had was him wrestling with DC. Like who, who would guess that he would be that bad? Yeah. He was as good at wrestling as DC as a commentary. <laughs> last night D- at the very least right yeah D- dc's not great but i i do appreciate uh how much he was kissing yanni's ass he was like i always tell yanni's oh bed and he's just printing money and i'm like yes for the bookies he is he sure is printing money funny for the money bookies. yes <laughs> yeah well, maybe he's printing yeah maybe he's printing money but nothing that you could uh pass at a legitimate establishment no <laughs> he was what one for five last night i believe no he what, actually uh... he actually did you know i i do sadly have to correct you on this one I, he did wind up three and three last night because he hit oh my god or maybe three and four three and four because he hit both of his plays in the uh made event he took uh patrino and he took the over one and a half and in both of those hit and that's when we got the obnoxious tweet where he was like easy money baby and i was like dude how do you have the gall? How do you have the gall to post that? Yep. Because prior to that, you know, he was yep. two of his last 18 going into last night. Uh, and then he got one of his first five. So he was two of his or three of his last 23 going into that main event. So I'm glad you hit both legs uh, in that one fight. But uh, I'm not quite sure it makes up for it. Anyway, enough Yanni talk. So he's five for 25 is what you're saying? Yeah, he's, he's in about 20% right now. And one <laughs> of them was a negative 560 favorite so you know yes you barely that's count that one. yeah, pick. yeah that's, that's a that, that's probably one of your recommended plays this week <laughs> it would have been it would have been so anyhow gumby did with his official picks luckily for him jimmy lawson's opponent changed after we recorded even though he was touting still touting jimmy lawson in the uh sports gummy podcast discord you, sh- you probably want to get in there just so you can uh, have the you can hold stuff like that against Dan if he's ever wrong. So sportsgunpodcast.com slash discord. Yeah, the, the, di- the discord channel. people can hold that that one against me. That that was, yep. uh, I mean, ultimately just like a awful fight. Uh, but but I stand by yes. all of the the breakdown. So I, you know, yep. even when you get it wrong, you got to stand by it. Yeah, Gumby ended up three and one officially up about 60 bucks. So that's all right. You're scratching your way back, Dan. You're, you're still down a buttload of money, but you're at 17 to 16. So um, there's still time, as you like to say. There's three more weeks left. Um, how's the next week shaping up? I'm uh, sure you I'm, and Jong have already uh, handicapped it. You know, I started looking at a couple of fights because there was one group of people who I'd or one fight of people who I'd kind of heard of. Uh, but not really seen fight very much because uh, they fight for some smaller promotions. I have to tell you, one fight is pretty low level. <laughs> it is. It oh, is. Oh, really? Yeah, it is substantially low level, and it should make it really weird to try to handicap because uh, th- there are some just gaping holes in how some of these dudes fight. And uh, I- I'm looking forward to uh, taking a shot at the dark in that fight. Oh boy. All right. Well, people were petitioning on the uh, Discord to get you on the telecast instead of Yanni. So who knows? Maybe maybe we can make that happen. I mean, like that. I mean, I'm I'm definitely giving out better picks than he is. So yeah. and you're better looking. There's so your teeth aren't whiter, but uh, other than that, you got everything else going for you. Yeah, but I heard they paid him in Crest White Strip. So like, if they pay me in that as well, <laughs> it's true. They could be that white. He's, <laughs> he's recycling jokes off of off of Discord onto here. I saw that even though I wasn't on Discord <laughs> last night. I was I was busy getting bit by a dog. I was uh, I, I did go back and read everything. That's right. That's right. We haven't we, we haven't mentioned. Stuff. You know, usually you throw it up to me when I'm I'm recording in a tense situation like a fight in a Dunkin' yep. Donuts parking lot in Massachusetts somewhere. <laughs> uh, but you here, you're 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 recording under duress. Uh, you're, you're recording. Oh yeah, sure. Come from the doctors, uh, possibly needing rabies shots. Uh, and, and still you're here. So isn't that a testament to your? <laughs> no, will? I didn't. I didn't end up having to go to the doctors. I'm good. Oh, yeah. good, good, good. Yeah, I I got out to go to the doctor. So 
That's good. They said I'm probably going to be okay. I'm not going to have to get rabies. So he, he it's most, just a little nick. He so. most likely doesn't have rabies while he's recording this podcast. Yeah, but we'll see. <laughs> but we'll see how the show, the show goes. So you'll be able to tell shortly if I do or not. What would you put? Sure. The, what would you put the odds on? Did you did you ask the the doctor or the the person you, medical no, professional you're talking? Can I get odds on whether or not I have rabies? Yeah, the, they they, <laughs> they said there isn't really any going around, which means in uh, Yanni would be like, well, you got to bet on it then. It's, you got to you got to buck the trend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's due to happen. I'm bound to get rabies sooner or later. So we'll yeah. see. We'll no, see how long. No raccoons um, in the area have rabies, so of course a fox does. No. <laughs> there you go oh dan is bringing the jokes today listen to this guy bring the jokes all right we're gonna bring you some picks for uh for this year event coming up dan's gonna uh try to defend it again um like he's a paid show for the ufc but speaking of paid let's get ourselves paid by telling you about win bet think of joining win bet now is the perfect time for new customers who bet hundred dollars get a hundred dollar free bet it's perfect for kicking off the NFL season. That that thing's starting soon, I think, that NFL thing. Plus, the Wimbuck Casino, it's always open 24 hours a day where you can get 100% deposit bonus up to 1000 bucks. Win also has their first quarterback to throw five touchdowns bet. That is on right now. Dan told you who it's going to be. Hopefully, you're a longtime listener and you know the answer to that now. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to exchange terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And speaking of football, it is football season, and it is that means it's free roll football contest time over here at the SGPN Network. College football, we have a college football contest, 1500 bucks up for grabs on that one. NFL contest, $5,000, and a two-night stay at Win Las Vegas is up for grabs. Sign up exclusively in our Discord, which we've already told you all about but you can win things in there too sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash discord that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash discord and how about i tell you about elias sportsbook uh, they actually have real stats not this yawning made up stats these are real stats football fans the nfl regular season is finally here and as week one kicks off and you get ready to place your bats or lock in your fantasy team you need to check out the Elias Game Plan app, the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for NFL, NBA, and MLB. That is everything you need to get a competitive advantage. The Elias Game Plan is the only sports app from the most trusted name in sports, the Elias Sports Bureau, official statisticians of U.S. pro sports leagues, including the NFL. Their app lets you access team and player stats, head-to-head team comparisons, and Elias key insights from their renowned research team. This app really is your one-stop source for player news and league validated player stats and team records, expert game analysis for betting fantasy lineups each week and showing off your superior sports knowledge to your friends and coworkers and new features are available all the time, like player injury analysis and player impact reports, which can be huge when it comes to betting and fantasy tournaments. Elias is the most respected research team in the industry. Quality information is key. So I'm glad they created this app for accurate data and important context. Here's what you have to do. NFL season is here. So don't wait. Download the last game plan app now, today, right this second. Actually, listen to us first and then do it. And right now, I have a special offer. When you subscribe, get a 14-day free trial off a monthly subscription plan, but only if you use my promo card, code, our promo code, SGPN, SGPN. <laughs> Find the last game plan sports betting in the app store or play store today and use my promo code, SGPN, just for you, for me. All right. Um, UFC 279, Shamaya versus Diaz. Wow. Amazing. It's going down in Las Vegas, T-Mobile Arena, Saturday, September the 10th. Uh, prelims, early prelims are a 6 p.m. start, and they are on ESPN and ESPN Plus and UFC Fight Pass. And then the main prelims are on 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern, ESPN, ESPN Plus. So we got this podcast. We're just going to do the prelims next show, which will be in your ears tomorrow or your ear holes or wherever you stick our podcast will be the main card props, parlays, all that, all that fun stuff. So um, we were going to break down, like I said, the prelims for you. Um, let's start. How did you find um, handicapping this, this card Dan making picks? Uh, I actually think for the main card, found it pretty easy. Um, and even yep. maybe like the highest prelim or two, but like the really early prelims were tricky on this one. Yep. I, I had 
a bunch of question marks I had to go back through today and and eliminate. So you know what side I always fell on? I always fell on the chalky side because that's the way I roll. All right, let's start things off. Walter Waits, Darian Weeks versus Johan Lyonese, the first of a trio of Canadians coming up on this podcast. Lyonese would be the Canadian. He's also a white lion. Eight and one with six knockouts. He's been knocked out one time, and that was, uh, um, was that his last fight? No, he lost his last fight. Was he knocked out his last fight? What do you I think? mean, if he's only got one loss and he's lost oh, it by knockout, right. then yes, he would have had to lose it in yes. his last fight. It he is 0-1 his, in yeah. the UFC. Yeah, it was Gabe yeah. Green, too. Gabe Green yes. knocked him out. Gabe Green knocked him out. So he's 0-1 in the UFC, 1-0 in the Contender Series. He was the CFFC champion for all of this. Two inches taller than weeks, four inches reach. Uh, negative strike differential over his two fights in the Octagon, a Contender Series in the UFC one. He's been outstruck by 0.37 strikes per minute by his opponents. Grappling stats are in his favor in this matchup. Plus 108 for him. Uh, Weeks is 5-2 and two with four knockouts, one submission. So he's finished all of his opponents. He's never been finished himself. 0-2 in the UFC. Uh, he's 1-1 as a pro boxer. He's a year younger than Lionel Ace. More active striker. He also gets outstruck by 0.8 strikes per minute. So a little worse than Lionel Ace. He, you can get him at minus 180. Now, you were saying on a previous show that you want me, you want me no, to go no, first. No, no, I, I, I think I have to break this the right way. I don't think I can change it and, and break it. I, I, think yes. I, have to, I think I have to fight this break first it. fight curse on my own. This is, I, this is my voyage, not anybody else's burden. So, so oh. let me go first here. <laughs> very true. Go ahead. Let, go ahead, Link. Go so here's what I got going on. I, I think Darian Weeks is like very athletic but i think like as far as like his pro in cage experience i think there's a lot of holes um i think there's holes in his striking uh i think like his wrestling's pretty good but he he has difficulty holding anybody down like if you went back and watched that fight with brian barberena he he scored a couple of takedowns in that but he he really didn't get any control time and then on his feet even when barberena was fading he was getting hit i worry about that cuz lineace hits so freaking hard like this dude is knocked out some like really good guys like even if yeah. you look back at his regional record you know like he like knocked out Evan Cuts, who's really good he knocked out Justin Berwinson who's really good like he's knocking out people and yeah he lost to Gabe Green Gabe Green is a, a beast um and and I'm not sure was that fight on short notice it might have been on short notice so I am going to roll the dice on an underdog to start the night I think Line Ace is just got the power that is just going to like oh, no. turn weeks away. Oh, are you going dog too to start? Did I hear you say oh no? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yep. I, I I'm I'm reading I'm reading what I wrote right here. It says I like his power. Yes. <laughs> Length and strong grappling because he's a decent grappler too. Yeah, it, it's underrated oh, how good he that, was that, grappling Gabe Green. That's already been published. His article's already been published Sports Gaming Podcast. So. <laughs> so he uh yeah he yep. he and that's worth noting too because i didn't even get to mentioning yes, that like, he, he got in on a takedown on gabe green and like locked his hands and picked him up and put him down and like gabe green is a hard guy to do that to gabe green very physically strong and like if you could do that to gabe green you could easily do it to darian weeks who i think is kind of like you know like almost like a poor man gabe green he like doesn't put his combinations together as well and like has some takedowns but like has less good top control. So like, yeah, of course I think Lion AC can hit him. So yeah, let, let, let's go with the dog. You're, you're with me on the opening one. Yep. I'm with you. So this is going to, this is going to break the, uh, whatever the slump is. It's, I think you're in double digits, uh, uh, for, for a number of weeks that you've gotten the, the opener wrong. I assume you, you've already read my article where I make picks for all these fights. Cause you're, you're, you're already copying me. You, you retweeted <laughs> it. So you obviously know it's out there. I retweeted it. Oh no, I might have from yes, the SGPN. Did. I might have from the SGPN. Yeah, yeah. SGPN. Yeah, 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 which you I, run, so obviously you. you of course, you I read, read every. Did you read, I read everything again? I've ever retweeted? That's true. <laughs> and listen, listen to all the SGPN podcasts okay. I retweet too. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay, good. All right, so he's. Uh, um, we're going online. I see it's a, a Canadian and an underdog. So this is very. Uh, uh, I usually fade my fellow Canadians. Fade the Canadian is going to be a shirt someday. Um, once Dan's shirt sells out. Um, but yeah, I'm going against that. I'm going against that here. So we'll, we'll see how, how it plays out. But um, let's move on, shall we? Into um, winning territory for Dan as my computer's all locked up here. What's the next fight we're breaking down? The, next, the next fight is a strawweight fight. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> women's strawweight. Um, Melissa Martinez versus Elise Reed. 
All right, a read five and two with two knockouts. She's been knocked out herself twice. She's one and two in the UFC. She's gone loss, win, loss over her three fights. She lost via TKO her last fight. She used to fight up at flyweight and down at atom weight. Uh, CFFC champs. So we got two back to back fights. We have a CF, former CFFC champ in it. Obviously, a good path to the UFC. She was one and one Bellator as well. She's an inch taller than Martinez, plus 136. Do you know what Melissa Martinez's nickname is, Dan? Yeah, it's Super Melly. Yes, she's super Melly. Uh, seven and zero oh with five knockouts. However, she she was a combate champion leading up to this. Uh, she has been out of action though since December of 2019, so it's been a minute, as the kids say, or they used to say. She got an inch of reach on Reed, five years younger, minus 165. I will go with the newcomer. Uh, I've I've seen some clips of her. She can really crack, um, to say the least. Well, plus the stats pretty much show you that five knockouts in in seven wins. Combate's uh, Fairly decent level of competition, um, and I think most of her fights, or at least a lot of her recent fights, were in Kambache. And like I said, she was a champ there too. So um, obviously, the ring rust is a concern there, but um, I think she's more talented than Elise Reed and can uh, overcome that. So let's go with the chalk. What a shock! Yeah, I, I'm with you on this one too. I'm gonna take Melly. Uh, I, I like her as well. I I do have some concerns about her. Like, I, you won't find me here jumping to pick her uh you know like jumping to pick her in my recommended place because like she she had some moments in that Desiree Yanez fight um which is her last fight in in Kambache where she just like didn't look like she was as comfortable on the feet and certainly when she started to panic on the feet the takedown presented itself for Yanez she had to like spend a lot of time fighting out of that the good news for yeah. her here is that like Elise Reed isn't gonna threaten that um, at least three Reed just likes to box. And I actually think Melly will probably have the advantage in wrestling. Like if she wants to take it down, she, she could probably do that. Like if it's not going her way on the feet, but also I just think like ultimately at the end of the day, I think she's a better striker. She should be able to just outpoint Reed for this fight. All right, there you go. We're on the same page for both fights. Let's see if this continues. Uh, Canadian morning up again, Bantamweights, Chad and Helliger versus Alatang Haley. And this is at, what did I say? Bantamweight? Correct. Bantamweight. Let's tell you about Ann Helliger first. One of the, I don't enjoy saying the name, but he is a monster. He's not just a monster. He's the monster. So um, that, that thing in your closet under your bed when you're a child, that was him. Um, he is 12 and five, seven knockouts, three submissions. He's been submitted five times. So we have found in Achilles heel uh, submission. The man he's fighting, uh, Alatang, has not shot for not shot, not attempted one submission in the UFC. So uh, hopefully that um, won't be a concern in this match for Ann Helliger. If you're picking him, that is he's one known the UFC one via TKO one, no contender series. That's part of a 10 fight winning streak. He's been a pro fighter since 2010. He was a regional champ. He's an inch taller than Elatang striking stats in his favor. And he's almost one and a half times more active landing strikes. He's outstruck his uh, two opponents in the octagon UFC plus contender series by 0.66 strikes per minute. He's at plus 140, despite that stellar resume. Um, Alatang Haley, the Mongolian knight with a K. He's 15-8-2 uh, with five knockouts, three submissions. He's been knocked out three times, submitted once. 3-1-1 in the UFC, 1-1-1 over his last three fights. His last fight was a win, TKO win. He's fought down at flyweight. He's fought up at featherweight. He's 1-0 in the greatest organization in the history of mixed martial arts. One. So billions of people know his name. Uh, he's got two inches of reach on 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 Ann Helliger. That's that's a fun thing to say. Five years younger than him. He's been outstruck by 2.21 strikes per minute in the UFC. Uh, that's an incredibly horrible number there. Grappling stats are in his favor, minus 170. I'm going dog again, Dan. I'm going another Canadian too. Another doggy Canadian. Um, and Helliger is going to, you can tell just by reading the stats, he should have uh, the advantage of on the feet and he, he can really hit pretty hard uh, as well. So um, give me some dog money here. I, I'm not um, really sold on Ella tank here. So give me the plus 140. And you know, Jeff's jacked up about this one because he didn't even wait his turn and, and ask me to, to launch my pick first, even though it was my turn. Um, so, so, you know, he's, he's pumped about it. Helger and, Oh, right. I'm sorry. It was, yeah. It was like, it was no, like that's, that's that was good. very un-Canadian of me. Uh, I'm in on Ian Helliger as well. Yeah, I, I think Ian Helliger uh, has, has got a lot of things to like about him. Uh, he, Like you said, he's definitely got the striking advantage. Alatang is going to throw a whole bunch of punches, especially like a whole bunch of tight hooks. 
that will miss. And and Helger does a really good job of getting in and out of range. Uh, he, he's very light on his feet. He's got one of those really wide stances. Um, and, and, you know, like you, you mentioned that the, the issue with him in the past has been that he hasn't really been able to defend submissions. That's kind of been his weak point and that, like, maybe his wrestling, you know, leaves something to be desired. But I'd say these two things. First of all, Alatang has not gone to his wrestling in his last three fights. He's attempted only one takedown in his last three fights after scoring seven in his first two in the UFC. So, you know, he's really gone away from that method and really realizes, like, maybe that's not it for him. Uh, and in addition to that, and Helger is really quick at popping up to his feet. While he might be easier to take down, he's not easier to keep down. He he does a really good job of keeping people's weight off of him, moving to his hip, getting to the fence, and getting up. Um, so I think as long as he does that here, th- there's a good chance that he gets the best of Alatang on the feet. He possibly tires Alatang out. And like you said, good power in the hands, uh, good striking. I- I'm going to Halliger as well. Crazy. We're, on the, we're, we're synchronizing here. All right. We'll see if that continues after I tell you about FUBU TV. If you like, if you watch football and you like watching football, uh, you need FUBO TV. FUBO TV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football. So we're talking the American style football with NFL Red Zone plus games in 4K at no extra charge. Over 100 channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. Watch on all your devices and never miss a game or an episode of your favorite shows with the included cloud-based DVR. Plus, there's no contract, no commitment. You can cancel at any time. Right now, you can try FUBU TV free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Just go to FUBUTV.com slash SGP. That's F-U-B-O-T-V.com slash SGP. Now, on to promoguy.us. For all you sports bettors out there, I want to tell you about the best new way to increase your bankroll. It's called promoguy.us. At promoguy.us, you can get the biggest bonuses from all the best sports books in the country. We're talking $1,000 risk-free deposits, insane odds boosts, and most importantly, the best analytics in the business. Plus, tons of free picks as well. Promoguy.us is your guide to betting smart. Once again, that's promoguy.us. Now, finally, on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest-growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably have a fantasy league on there. The SGPN gang use it for theirs. In fact, uh, um, one of our fans in the Discord was telling me how much he enjoyed using Sleeper for the SGPN football draft. So there, there you go. It's a game-changer product like anything else in the industry, and now you can win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. Over-unders are integrated right into fantasy here. The first sports contest game built into the fantasy experience. Not only can you enter a contest via over-under, itself but you can also do so through your fantasy league's matchup screen for example patrick mahomes is your starting fantasy quarterback which is true for gumby and not only do you think you're going to win your fantasy matchup this week but you also are confident that mahomes is going to hit his over 250 passing yards line which sounds like an easy bet for me so i would take the over there you can do that right off your fantasy screen if you pick correctly you can win anywhere from two times over 20 times the money you put in the main reason i'm excited about over under on sleeper is that it's the only app where i can join my buddies contest if i had buddies uh, and play together. It's got a building group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks, imaginary friends' picks, with the top of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it up together. Not only do they have NFL, but they also have college football player props. College football player props. Um, stop what you're doing and download Sleeper. Now, actually, don't sl- don't stop. Listen to us, unless you do both at the same time. If you can download Sleeper and listen to us, which you probably can't do that, uh, and play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. On your mobile phone listen join our listener group on sleeper at sleeper.com slash sgp and sleeper automatically match your first deposit up to 100 bucks promo code sgp again go to sleeper.com slash sgp and you'll get a hundred dollar match on your first deposit terms and conditions apply apply see sleepers terms of use for details all right will we still be synced up here uh the main event of the early prelims um with women's featherweight norma dumont versus danielle wolf i'm gonna let gumby go first couple fights in a row here we got to even things out let's tell you about wolf first she's one and oh uh this will be her ufc debut she her one fight was on the contender series back in september 2020 she was a boxing amateur boxing champion multiple times over olympic level uh boxer if they had her weight class she's four inches taller than demont three inches reach on her minus 2.27 strikes per minute she was outstruck in her contender series fight yet she still won plus 300 uh, Norma Dumont, the immortal, seven and two with two submissions. She's been knocked out once, three and two in the UFC. Lost her last fight. She's missed weight twice. She missed weight at bantamweight and at featherweight. So it doesn't really matter what weight class. She takes it right to the limit. This one is up at featherweight. Uh, used to fight at bantamweight, as I said. She's seven years younger than Wolf. Striking stats are in her favor. She's outstruck her UFC opponents by a very respectable 1.48 strikes per minute. 
So striking has not been her problem in the UFC. Uh, she also has grappling stats over Wolf. Uh, this is just based off of one fight for Wolf, though. Minus 400 is number on Dumont. Um, I don't really remember the Wolf fight. I obviously watched it on Contender Series, but she got outstruck badly, but yet still won. That doesn't seem to add up. And and she's a boxer? Yeah, so I would say most likely, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, because we, we are talking about, uh, at this point in time, almost two years to the day um, that fight was ago. If I remember correctly, yep. she was doing way more damage with her strikes than Tanisha Tennant was. Um, okay. It was one of those situations where, like, when yep. she hit Tennant, it looked bad. And also, like, Tennant was constantly shooting takedowns and failing. Um, and some people, like, pointed to that being like, okay. oh, Danielle Wolf, you know, great takedown defense. I don't even think it was that. I think it was just that, like, she's so much bigger. Um, because, you know, like, Tanisha Tennant is yeah. a, a five foot seven bantamweight. Uh, and she really is. She's a bantamweight. That, that's a fact. She's the bantamweight champion of Invicta right now. Um, so it's not that she isn't good, but she was giving up four inches of height to a woman who is a legit featherweight. Like she is very, very large, um, a legit featherweight and a good boxer. So, um, yeah, like a very weird fight in that. But with all that being said, I'm going to stay really chalky here and I'm going to take Norma Dumont. Um, you know, like Tanisha Tennant having trouble with the takedown kind of expected. She's not a great grappler. She's more of a boxer herself, but like Norma Dumont has taken down Aspen Ladge, you know, she's taken down, uh, you know, who, who else did she take down earlier in her career? Was it, oh no, Macy Chasam took her down a whole bunch of times. I'm trying to remember who Daniel, oh, it's Felicia Spencer, um, and Ashley Evan Smith, like Megan Anderson, like Dumont takes all these women down. Danielle Wolf is a boxer who hopefully has worked on her takedown yeah. defense, but at the end of the day, I don't think well enough to deal with Norma Dumont. I don't love the big, large, chalky line. It won't be in my recommended plays, but I'm going Norma Dumont here. Yeah, the line's too chalky. Um, concerns about Dumont in the weight cut. She, like I said, she seems to struggle uh, no matter how high weight class she's in. She seems to, um, you know, cut it close uh, every time. Um, but yeah. You got to think she's going to use her grappling here um, over um, over Wolf. Plus, you know, uh, Tenet's a good fighter, but this is a, this is a pretty big step up in competition, especially for only your second pro fight. So I am agreeing. No surprise there. I'm going with the chalk as well. Now we're going to move on to the main prelims proper. We're going to start with heavyweights, chunky guys. This will be your 8 p.m. Eastern uh, fight. Jake Collier versus Chris Barnett. Uh, Chris Beast Boy Barnett or Chris Huggy Bear. We go by Huggy Bear around these parts. We prefer that to Beast Boy Barnett. Let's tell you about him first. 22 and 8, 17 knockouts. He's been knocked out three times, submitted once. He's one and two in the UFC. He's gone loss, win, loss. Was a regional champion. Uh, that was at super heavyweight. Um, he was like, what, 300 or something at that point? Was he not? I think I've seen him as high as 330, to be completely honest with you. Um, if I'm if I'm remembering his time in. How tall are you? It was, five it was something, right? I think he's 5'11". That was in Road FC. I think he weighed 330 in their okay. open weight tournament. Good Korean food, I guess, right? He did say in uh, one of those uh, humanizing athletes that you can sometimes see on Instagram that Alex <laughs> yep. McEwnan does. Uh, I think he listed shrimp. Korean shrimp is his favorite food. There you go. I, I don't think that really packs on a lot of weight, but hey, I guess if it's battered, it does, right? Um, All right. Did I, did I finish telling you about him yet? No, I did not. 2009, he's been a pro MMA fighter since. He also was a pro boxer. He went 10 and 4. He, he, he's, blah, 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 blah. he's also made me do some tongue twisters here. He also was a pro grappler, um, or at least for one fight. He fought UL Romero. Have you? Did you see that grappling match, Dan? I have not. That, that's awesome, though. <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure, pretty sure that's what I saw a few years ago. So 2019, maybe, or not. Maybe worth checking out. Um, he's been out striking the UFC by almost two strikes per minute. Not a good thing, especially for heavyweight. Minus 1.99 is the strike differential. Plus 320 the number on him. Jake Collier is a prototype. I don't think we've determined what he's a prototype for yet, have we? Gaining weight? I maybe? I think I think that was a much more apt nickname when he was a middleweight. Yes, this man was a middleweight. Now he's, yeah, which is what, 185? Now he weighs in right at the limit, 265 every fight. He's 13 and 7, five knockouts, four submissions. He's been knocked out three times, submitted once, five and six in the UFC. Every fight, he's swapped wins and losses. He's gone loss, win, loss, win, loss, win, loss, win, loss, win, loss, win, loss. He lost his last fight. 
all 11 UFC fights. That's that's the biggest streak we've seen um, on here. So obviously he's due to, to win his next fight, right? Um, used to fight at light heavyweight, used to fight at middleweight, as I said. He was the RFA champion before all this. 2010, he was a pro fighter since. Uh, he's got six inches of height on uh, Barnett, three inches of reach, two years younger. Striking stats in his favor, and he's 1.6 times more active landing strikes. He outstrikes his opponents in the UFC by 1.02 strikes per minute. Grappling is also on his side, statistically minus 400. We'll let you go first again to catch up with me. So first things first, uh, that is tied for the longest streak that I know of alone. It's not the longest streak, period. Uh, Charles Rosa kicked off his UFC career with 11 straight as well, back and forth. Um, So shout out to Charles Rosa. He's since lost. He just lost his. He just lost two in a row. Yeah, he, he's blowing that actually three in a row. He's blowing that by losing three in a row. Um, but anyway, uh, I digress. I'm taking dog money here on Charles Barnett um, or Chris Barnett, not Charles Crazy Horse Barnett. Of course you are. Um, yeah, but like not just because I love Huggy Bear. But oh, first of all, cool. I, I, I do love Huggy Bear. Um, but like not just because I love Huggy Bear, but because like plus 340 is an absurd price on this dude, right? Like. Not that Jake Collier hasn't shown some like pretty good stuff since he's come back to the UFC, but like he like plays patty cake with Carlos Felipe and loses to Carlos Felipe. And like he didn't look great with Chase Sherman until Chase Sherman pulled Mount on him, which is uh, the the reason he wound up losing. I mean, he went toe to toe with Jean Volante and didn't didn't look great doing it. And like Barnett, like, could he just play like a pitter patter game here with Jake Collier as well? Sure. Uh, could Jake Collier start to shoot takedowns? I, I don't know. I haven't really seen him shoot a takedown since he's been a heavyweight. Um, and also, like, could Barnett just knock him the hell out with some kind of spinning kick? Absolutely. So I'm taking a stab that he will just knock him out with some kind of sp- crazy spinning kick. And going to get damn near four to one money on it. Yeah, I don't take stabs like that, but it, it makes sense, especially at heavyweight. Um, I'll, I'll go with the more technically sound uh, fighter in Collier. He is a better grappler, but like you said, um, whether he's actually going to utilize that is up for grabs. But um, I'm going Collier nonetheless. But uh, as we've said a few times already here, this probably will not end up in my recommended play when we do that on tomorrow's podcast. Are we going to be able to find three recommended plays, Dan? You know, I uh, th- I will say, because I, I, I write mine out ahead of time. They're already on a sheet right next to me as I, I speak to you guys right now. Um, I, I I think this, yeah, I, I'm a I'm a pen and paper guy. Um, I think uh, I, I've had probably the hardest time with recommended plays here, but so that I just wound up being real plus money heavy here because I'm going to hit one or two of them and that's going to make my night. Goodness. This um this slag that we apparently have really sucks because I'm I'm interrupting with really good jokes and they're not landing. <laughs> uh, even worse than normal. That's that's great. Um I'll make sure to edit it so it's all like nice and tight together. Uh and then people just think your jokes suck anyway. Uh, can you add some la- a laugh track in, please? A sitcom style. I- I'll add a sitcom laugh track in. That's not all that's right, not perfect. hard to do. Yeah yeah. The, ba- the baseball podcast has, uh, has a sound drop. They have their first sound drop now, so well, we have to try to catch up here. Maybe I, maybe we could do a Hungry Man Jong sound drop. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> maybe have the real Jong record something for us. <laughs> there, you, there you go. He, he, uh, he ate out his – he had Taco Tuesdays last night. He was upset about the um, guy we were just talking about. Why am I forgetting his name already? Jimmy Lawson. Was, yes, he was so upset about Jimmy Lawson that he had to have a – Mexican feast, but I think he was going to do that anyhow because it's super, it's Hunger Man John. So anyhow, all right, let's talk about Run Your Pool now before we get on with the festivities. Here. Run Your Pool is the home of competition, bringing sports fans and their social circles together to compete, connect, and make every game matter more. Run Your Pool offers every game type under the sun, from pick 'em and Survivor to fantasy pools. It's a one-stop shop for sports gaming with customizable features that you don't get anywhere else. We've teamed up with RYP to host a pool for official SGPN NFL Survivor contest. I better get in this before it starts because. This football is starting tomorrow, isn't it? Yeah, it's tomorrow. <laughs> you, you got it. <laughs> I'm thinking the Bills may be my team since they are the home team around here. And they're, they're actually good, right? They are, but the Rams are also good. It, that, yeah. That's a bold week one pick in a survivor pool. <laughs> yeah, it's true. No, I, I, I'm i just saying I may I may end up cheering for the for the Bills this year. I don't know if I'm going to pick them. Um, 
right. We are talking about a survivor pool, the SGPN NFL survivor pool. Hop in the contest now to reserve your spot. $500 cash and a $250 gift certificate to the SGPN store to the winner. And the store is sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash store. Catchy web uh, website name. Um, go there, check out all our gear. Even if you don't win the contest, grab some swag, especially MMA gambling podcast swag, especially Gumby swag, since there's no Jeff swag in there currently. Um, here's how you do it. If you want to win rather than actually give us money for our gear, and you want to win it, sign up today over at play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. That's play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. I'm going to tell you about OddsTrader. What is OddsTrader? You may ask. OddsTrader is a place to compare odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different sign up codes and promotions from sports books to get the best deal. The app also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for betters to make the most informed bets possible. It's also has, it also has a bet tracker so betters can keep records of all your games and betting activity. Go to oddstrader.com slash blue wire. OddsTrader, the number one site for all your game day bets. All right. This train is moving down the track, Dan. Where are we, where are we going to next? Middleweights, how about Dennis Tui Louis Lin versus Jamie Pickett? Uh, I'll just tell you about Tui Louis 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 Lin. Um, he is nine and six with one no contest. He's knocked out eight opponents. He has been knocked out once, submitted three times. He's 0 1 in the UFC, lost that fight via submission. He's gone loss win loss over his last three. Used to fight at welterweight, used to fight at lightweight. He was one and a half times more active landing strikes over that one fight based uh, compared to Pickett, uh, based on Pickett's N- uh, NFL career. Hmm. UFC career, we'll say. Uh, he was outstruck. Tui Louis Lin was outstruck in his UFC fight by 1.58 strikes per minute. Is he taking this on short notice? Someone's got a short notice fight here. I forgot. No. The next the next man has got a short notice fight. Not this man. Um, plus 108 is the number on Tui Louis Lin. Jamie Pickett, the Night Wolf, 13-7. Have you had him on your podcast and found out about the nickname? I'm thinking I have not. Have. I have okay. not. I've, I've tried. Name. I've tried, to be honest. But we need to find out about the Night Wolf. Um, anyhow, he's 13-7, eight knockouts, one submission. Has not been on Dan's Top Turtle on May podcast ever, so he's got a zero on that column. He's been knocked out once, submitted three times. He's 2-3 and three in the UFC. He's won two of his last three, however. Um and he won two straight and then lost his last fight via submission. He's won one in the contender series. Used to fight at light heavyweight, was a regional champion. 2011 was his pro MMA debut. He's got an inch of height, three inches of reach on Tui Luilin. Striking stats in his favor. He's been outstruck by 1.08 strikes per minute in the UFC. Grappling stats in his favor, minus 130. You know I'm going to go chalk. I already already took a couple of dogs. Come on. I can't get too crazy. Um, is Tui Luilin any good? I don't know. He's 9-6 overall, so I don't know if he's really even that good. He does have some power, so that's something you got to worry about. But um, Pickett is the better striker and the better grappler here, so uh, I will always take that. So I'll take him at minus 130. Yeah, and I think not just on... Or, or what did we get him at? Was it... Negative 130, you said. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah and, and I think it's not just on paper that he's a better striker and grappler. I, I think... You know, like it technically, uh, and, and I've faded Jamie Pickett a ton of times in my life, but like I, I think his striking is far more technical than Toy Lewin, which is essentially just like throw power hooks from short range until one of them knocks somebody out. Um, so as long as Pickett stays away from that, I think he'll be fine. And we've kind of seen Toy Lewin have trouble with the grappling in the past, and I'm not just talking about the fight with Ali Aksab Kizriev because that fight obviously didn't go his way and Kizria, you know, a pretty damn good grappler. But also we saw it with Ikram Alasakarov, who is going to be fighting on Contender Series this upcoming Tuesday. Back in Brave, he kind of manhandled him on the mat too and, and wound up with a submission as well. I, I'm not saying Jamie Pickett is like some great grappler or some great wrestler, but we saw some semblance of that when he beat Ugly Man Joe. So like, I, I know that Jamie Pickett's got that in there. So as long as Jamie Pickett uses his reach, stays away from that big bomb, I actually think he's going to tire out Toy Lewin and probably pick up a win here. I will just say, like, this one's dangerous because, like, at any point in time, if Toy Lewin hits one of those big shots, it's over. He's got great power. Yeah. You have fun saying his name, too, aren't you? Toy Lewin? Yeah. Toy Lewin? <laughs> well, I had even more fun saying Ali Aksab Kizriev. I didn't or, notice that. Or uh, Ikram Al. Alice Karoff, Alice Karoff. That one's harder than Ali Aksab Kizriev because I haven't practiced it. <laughs> Do you have your Top Turtle podcast co-host say Tui Louis Lin this week? I did not, but he does screw up somebody else's name. Give me a second. Ooh, and I'll, I'll, can't wait. 
Yeah, I, I think it might the pleasure be some... man, perhaps. Ah, <laughs> uh, we didn't talk about the pleasure man. I actually think he just screws up somebody's name who was like in somebody else's record. Um, if I'm not mistaken. All right, well, everyone yeah, listen to the Top Turtle podcast and find out. <laughs> it's it's worth it. Um, all right, let's let's uh, break down the catchweight fight. We have two catchweight fights this week. Uh, this one's at 220 pounds. Jilton Almeida. You may know him as Jelton Jr. You may know him as what else he's known as Jelton Malhadino, right? Yes. Is he known as anything else? Uh, Jong's boyfriend. Yes, Jong's boyfriend. Um, <laughs> he's fighting Anton Turkle G. I can't remember how to say his name. Oh, he, he just man. Turkle? Tur- uh, Turkage? I can't remember how to say it. Pleasure do, Man. Do you want some help? Sure, go ahead. Know it Tur- all. Turkali. Really? Yeah, yeah that's too just, easy. It's Turkali. <laughs> Tricali, you, you can call him the pleasure man do we know why you haven't had him on your show either no i'd love to know about the pleasure man <laughs> that's amazing all right i'm going to tell you about him he is the man taking this on short notice and this is his ufc debut uh no less on short notice he's eight and zero as a pro five knockouts two submissions one known contender series that's how he got into this here death match that he's, he has coming up Death Wish. Uh, used to fight at middleweight. He's five years younger than Almeida. An inch of height on him. He's He outstruck his contender series opponent barely, but it was .13 strikes per minute. He's at plus 550. Uh, Almeida, 16-2, six knockouts, 10 submissions. So he's finished all of his opponents. He's 2-0 in the UFC, 1-0 on the contender series. as part of an 11 straight winning streak. Was a regional champion. He's been a pro MMA fighter since 2012. He also is a pro grappler. He's got an inch of reach on the pleasure man. He's two and a half times more active landing strikes. He's also struck his UFC opponents by almost three strikes per minute, which is a pretty crazy number, 2.99 strikes per minute. Hence the minus 659 number. Yeah, nothing to say here. Uh, nope. No, Tur- Turkali uh, lost a grappling match to Alexander Gustafson. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty much all you need to know. Um, yeah. And Jelton Almeida is an absolute beast on the mat. The whole reason yep. Turkali didn't get anywhere on Contender Series and didn't wind up with a contract, which, I mean, I guess ultimately he wound up with a contract, is because he really struggled for his yeah, takedowns true. and his grappling and didn't look great on the mat. Almeida is an absolute animal on the mat. Uh, and, and then, you know, like that's not even touching on the size difference. So, yeah, it's Almeida all day. Yep. Uh, I will, if you tune into tomorrow's episode that will drop on Thursday, uh, I'll be giving you a prop that I particularly like about Almeida that perhaps you want to tail around if you want to make this fight interesting and you're not ready to lay, uh, you know, like giant multitudes of of chalk here. Yep, Jelton Jr. is one of uh, the stars off of last year's Contender Series who has stole the heart of our podcast and, and our fans and the fans in, in the discard. So onwards and upwards for him, hopefully. All right, the main event of the prelims, featherweights, Hakeem Dawadu, another Canadian. I forgot there's four Canadians on this card, uh, versus Julian Erosa. Um, is there four Canadians? One, no, it's three. Three. He's the third yeah, one. He, he's, <laughs> he's the third one, correct. He, he's the only one who's not a underdog. All right, I'm going to tell you about Juicy J, Julian Erosa, who I believe is on the Top Turtle podcast this week. His Dan had Dan actually bumped me to interview this guy who pretends to be Juicy J when I'm Juicy J. Yeah, that that's true. Yeah, yeah. That's I, true. I I made sure I got I got the the OG Juicy J. Is Juicy <laughs> J also a rapper's name? I think so. Yes. Okay. I cool. So. Cool. Because I went to tag yeah. Julian Arosa in a Twitter post when I posted the Top Turtle episode. And uh, there, there was somebody else that was Juicy J, and I did not recognize him. <laughs> I would guess Southern rapper would be my guess, but I don't think I, I'm familiar with Juicy J's music. So, but... You mean so, everything Southern to you, you're Canadian. That's true. I mean Southern for you <laughs> Americans, too. Um, you know, where things get really crazy, you're Southern states down there. Um, not Julian Arosa. This is a, a totally different guy. He, he Things get crazy with him, too, but in the case, she's 27 and 9. 11 knockouts, 12 submissions. He's been knocked out five times. He's 5-5 five, five in the UFC over three stints. However, the latest stint, he's gone 4-1, and one, including two straight wins um, coming into this fight. He was 3-1 and one on the Ultimate Fighter way back when. 1-0 on the, on the Contender Series. He has been everywhere for the UFC. He used to fight at lightweight. He's got multiple regional championships on his mantle. There we go. First time of the show. 2010 was his pro MMA debut. He's got five inches of height on Dawadu, an inch of reach. He's more active landing strikes. He has been outstruck in the UFC by 0.22 strikes per minute. Uh, 
Grappling stats are in his favor, plus 185. Mean Hakim Dawadu from Western Canada, Calgary, I believe. Uh, he's 13-2-1 with seven knockouts. He's been submitted one time. He's 6-2 in the UFC, won his last fight. He's, he was 7-0-1 on World Series of Fighting, so he's basically fought it at the highest level uh, pretty much his whole career here. Um, he was 9-0 in Muay Thai and a champion there. Two years younger than Erosa, striking stats in his favor. He has outstruck his UFC opponents by 2.67 strikes per minute, so that's very impressive. Minus 230, the number on him. I'm taking my third Canadian. Crazy here. Um, Erosa is scary because he's so um, unorthodox in the cage, um, but Dowdu is just way more technical uh, in his striking and, and more dangerous. And uh, with his power, he can he can just pick him off when Erosa does something wild, like a, sp- a spinning, whatever he does. Um, and I, I can see Dawadu finishing him like that. But um, give me the Canadian once again. I'm going three for three with the Canadians at minus 230 this time. Yeah, and I would say this. Like, if you look back at that really nice run Arosa was on, a, a lot of those fights he was not winning when he landed something big. Like, you know, the Jordan fight. Uh, he wound up tagging Jordan and sinking in a Darius choke. Same with the Sean Woodson fight. And, and I don't think he was necessarily winning either of those when it happened. It was at the very least super close. And, and then if you look back at the Steven Peterson fight, like he edged out a split decision against Steven Peterson, which he needed to wrestle. I don't think he's going to be able to wrestle Dawado. And I don't think he's going to be like Dawado is, is not a guy who who gets caught with stuff, right? Like the dude has just been an absolute beast. He's not losing fights by being, you know, tagged. He, he's only really lost a fight by being out wrestled by Movsar Evloev. I mean, I guess if you want to count the Danny Henry fight all those years ago, he, he kind of got caught in that one. But like since then, he's just beaten up guys who I think are just as dangerous as Arosa and maybe even more technical than Arosa. So, yeah, I, I think Dawido rolls very easily here. There you go. We are done. The rabies episode is in the books. Um, we will be back tomorrow with our main card picks, our um, parlays. Hungry Man Jong, super fan parlay, all that, all that good stuff will be in tomorrow's podcast. Uh, make sure you listen to Dan's Top Turtle podcast. Who's on it this week? Uh, so I talked with, as uh, you mentioned yourself, uh, Juicy J Arosa is on the show as well as Darian Weeks. Okay, we picked against both of those men. And we faded them against Canadians. Wow, is... uh, that's right. Oh dear. You you went heavy Canadian. You could do an all Canadian parlay for your recommended plays. I, I could, but I don't do parlays. My uh, <laughs> I, I want to win on my on my uh, my recommended plays. So we'll see I had though. a big I had a big parlay hit last week. They're, they're not they're not impossible. He, he's he's been encouraged now. So look out tomorrow. Um, on Twitter, make sure you follow our account. We're SGPN MMA. I am Jeff Fox writer. He's Gumby Reeland. Uh, you can read all our stuff. Uh, all my picks are already in written form on sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Dan will be doing a prop column, uh, giving you some juicy props, and I will also be doing a DFS slash DraftKings column for that. So everything is is on the site there as well for you. And if you want to enter a pick'em contest, a free pick'em contest, go to my website slash newsletter, moneymma.substack.com, and you're set. So we'll be back in your ears tomorrow. I'm going to let Dan take us home because it's been a while since I've allowed him. <laughs> I'm David Gumby Freeland. He is the the rabbit Jeff Fox and we will see you tomorrow.